0: Thank you for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Believe the Love by Bishop Herbert Bailey.
1: John, the fourth chapter, as you remain standing, as we read our scripture passes this morning from 1 John 4, starting at verse 15, going down to verse 21, and I would ask that you would, well, just follow along with me, then we'll come back to verse 16 and read together. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath towards us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he which loveth God love his brother also. Let's read again verse 16 together. And we have known and believed the love that God have to us. You may be seated. I'm continuing this week from the subject, believe the love. Look, somebody say, believe the love. love. That word love is thrown around so much today that uh, actually, in the Greek, there's three words for love. There's eros, love, that's that what we often think about. Some of us think that's the highest form of love and it's really some of the low, one of the lowest forms of love. Eros love is the love that, that, uh, that makes you fall, that, that you say you love a man, love a woman that can't sleep at night, can't eat at bite because maybe you to take my appetite. Eros love. It's the word, it's from what, it's where we get the word erotic from. Really a lot of that has to do with sexual desire and even passion and lust eros love then is this there's a phileo love phileo love is brotherly love from we we get the word philadelphia from phileo it's a friendship it's a brotherly love and then there's the highest form of love which is agape love agape love is an unconditional love it's agape love is the love you don't have to qualify for and The agape love is the kind of love that we have from God and that we should have through God. It's an unconditional love. And the scripture tells us here, as John, who is the disciple of love, the apostle of love, so often writes, it says we have known and believed the love that God has towards us. And so I dealt with the first part last week about knowing the love of God. And that knowing is not a cognitive love, it's not a mental love, it's not a logical love, it's not a, it's, it's not a, a quantifiable love that you can just wrap your brain around. That word uh, 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 know there is from a Greek word, genesto, or, or we get about Gnosticism, about knowing in your, in your mind, but beyond that, it's an experiential love. Everybody say experiential. Which means that it's the love you got to experience. And I, and I, and I tried to show even from some foods and, and different, and uh, praise God, I don't know if uh, Pringles went up, but folks started emailing me and putting on Facebook. Yeah, Pastor, you write about these, these barbecue Pringles. I, shu- I should have bought some uh, spring I don't know who drinks Pringles. <laughs> The Lays or some—I should have bought some stock before I presented it to y'all. But made some money this week. But uh, but I'm sure that they, they they wonder what's going on in Columbia, South Carolina. All of a sudden waffles eating the barbecue Pringles. Don't get me started. But I, I can I can explain it to you. But certain things you got to experience. We were out to dinner we were with my family this week And, and there was some cornbread on the, t- on the on the table And my granddaughter loves corn She loves bread and she loves butter She can enjoy it while she's a child Later on you're going to have to, have to rebuke that bread and butter stuff <laughs> Enjoy it while you can Okay And she just and so uh, I she, she went to go She said, is that butter? Is that cornbread? I said, I looked I said mm, don't, don't touch it It's nasty mm. said, You don't like it She looked at me like Huh? Ain't no way this can be nasty. But, but the way I've made my face, uh, she didn't want to experience it because of how my face looked. And see, so certain, certain, certain things, you know, you, if, if you enjoy it, it should show on your face. Come on now, and we—the we, Bible said the love of God is is something that we experience, it's not just something that you wrap your head around. It's something you experience. You got to know the love that you, it, and you you know it once you get saved, once you realize who you are and who you were, and what God did for you anyway. When you really comprehend the love of God, you can't help but love Him back, because the Bible said we love Him because He first loved us so we said it's impossible to fully know and to comprehend the love of God and still remain in your sin because when you love when you understand this love you want to respond to that love and I said last week that love demands a response and I was meditating on that this week it really commands a response love commands when someone that when when someone loves you it it requires of you to do something back so the love of God is something that we experience. And the Bible tells Ephesians 2 and 4, that God is rich in mercy for his great love wherein he loved us. The Bible calls it a great love. The Amplifier calls that a great, and wonderful, intense love. Uh, message translation calls it the love of, that God has towards us an incredible love. John puts it in John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave. This love, it, it, it required something of God to demonstrate this love. And it's a love that we must experience. And so David ends up saying in Psalm 34 and 8, when he tries to tell people how good God is, he just tries to wrap it up and say, well, let me tell you, I can't explain it to you. You got to old taste and see. Experience it for yourself. That the Lord is good. The person who trusts in him will be blessed. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. The person who trusts in him will be blessed. So you, we have to believe the love that God has towards us. I must believe the love even beyond the experience of the love. And my experience with the love of God should merely solidify and confirm my believing the love of God. Which is what faith in the love of God is all about. It's believing the love of God. That being said, let me move move on this week. So faith and love work together. Faith and love work together. Some of you heard me tell this story many times. They're all grown men now, but when all with my children, my boys were well, young boys. Uh, we were in uh, uh, we had uh, where were we? I was, we had just gotten to to Oklahoma. And, uh, and sometimes I would have to take I would have claims where I would have to take, go for a distance I would take my family with me Let me go out here, and be, it's going to be an all day trip I'm have to drive three hours to investigate one claim And be there for an hour, or whatever Take my family to lunch, then we come on back, the day is over And so I took my, my family uh, we, we all went on, on this trip together To Ponca City, Oklahoma It's out in the Panhandle, and uh, it was an old oil city, and I remember getting there, and I took my three boys, Chandler and Tyler, and then I sat them up on this statue, on, on 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 the ledge of the statue. I sat them up there, and I also had my nephew with me. My nephew's right between Tyler and, and, and Chandler. He's right he's age right in the same age. And I sat him up there. And they were, as they were and my nephew started when I went to he lift him up there. He started crying. And each of my boys, I said to them, I said jump. And they were they you know they they like they're like maybe maybe about three feet above me and and almost two feet because I sat him up there and I said jump and Chandler jumped. Y'all remember this, do you? And Tyler jumped. And Daniel jumped. Whee! And, I said, and my nephew, I said, jump. For he already crying. He already he up there. I said, jump. Now he didn't see his cousin jump. I said, I said, jump, boy. Jump. He wouldn't jump. Know why he didn't jump? Because he didn't know that I love him. Like my sons knew I love him. Y'all hear me. They believe the love that when I jump, daddy going to catch me. I don't know Uncle Herb like that. that that's really, in, in, if he could articulate that, I don't know him like that. This is not my daddy. That's your daddy. I'm visiting here. I ain't around him like that. They're all little boys. Okay. He doesn't have the experience with me that my sons have with me. The reason why my sons could readily jump because they know Daddy loves me. Daddy's going to take care of me. Daddy's going to protect me. So faith and love work together. Look at Galatians 5 and 6. Now we've heard this scripture, but I'm going to give a little bit of a different spin on this with respect to the subject that I'm teaching about believing and love. Galatians 5 and 6 said, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything. He said you're not going to get any brownie points with God. Because you've been circumcised. This is the Galatian church. Who the Galatian church that got saved, they got born again. They're New Testament believers. Paul had never talked them anything about no circumcision because that's an old testament ordinance that has nothing to do with the New Testament uh, uh, faith towards God. And somebody came along, these Judaizers, and while Paul was out settling and, and setting up other churches, people came and said, Y'all ain't saved. The only way you're gonna be saved, you're gonna have to be circumcised. And Paul said, You didn't say in this fifth chapter, you did run well. Who hindered you? Where do you you get this doctrine from that you got to be circumcised now? And so Paul says, let me tell you something. In Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything. It's not going to get you any points with God. Nor uncircumcision. What matters to God is faith which worketh by love. Faith. Which worketh by love. Now, when I came along early days, the word of faith, they were teaching us here about faith works by love. Faith works by love. In other words, the, the only way you're going to receive from God, you've got to be walking in love. Okay? That if you hate your brother, God ain't going to give you anything that you're believing for. Faith works by love. And, and, and I'm not denying that, but I, I want you to see something else here. Look at this from the New, New Living Translation. It said, what is important is faith expressing itself in love. Faith expressing itself in love. So there is a faith-love connection. Not only in my love towards God and my love towards others, but there's a faith-love connection in my faith towards God. Just like I demonstrated, my faith will only work to the degree I know God loves me. Faith works by love. So I got to know the love of God in order for my faith to work. See, so, so one of the, you know, one of the things I, I'm always telling you when, I, when, I, when I'm trying to establish in your faith is not just, as I was teaching a couple weeks ago, is not to just say that God will do it, but to also believe God will do it for me, right? Well, if you don't believe God loves you, but he loves other people, you'll think he'll do it for other people, but he won't do it for you. Because he doesn't love you that much. I have not crossed enough T's. I have not died enough I's. I have not been saved long enough. I haven't tithed enough. I haven't done this or that right enough. I haven't, I haven't been in the church as long as other people. So he loves them more than he loves me. And remember I taught you last week that the love of God does not come in degrees. God loves you, period. God has not grown in his love to you towards you. He's not trying to get established in his love towards you. He's not trying to become more secure in his love to you. When you get God, you get all of him. You get all of God, you get all his love. Ooh, that is so good. Hallelujah. So watch it. I don't have to be afraid. See, see, some of y'all, you really don't know that. And and it's not that we do it deliberately. It's not that you do it deliberately. It's just just a subconscious thing that when you start dating somebody, you're on your best behavior. Yes, you are. There are certain things you wouldn't do while you're dating. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't. Let me get real specific. You ain't gonna make certain sounds <laughs> when you're dating somebody. Amen. You're not gonna release certain smells. <laughs> when you, know what... You've been been mad 30 years. Walk the bathroom. They just walk the bathroom. Sit there like like they're there by themselves. You're like, excuse me, I was in here. I'm brushing my teeth right now. Somebody said when you're dating someone that you, you don't really understand this, when you first start dating, you're really not dating them. You're dating their representative. Who they're presenting themselves to be. Okay, you got to be with him a while, and then the real one comes out. Like, who are you? Oh, I was in there all the time. <laughs> you just couldn't handle the truth. <laughs> Can I tell you that's not how it is with God? He's He's not trying to impress us. Oh my God, He's not trying to convince you. He loves you, period. He knows everything about you, and you still get all of Him. Hmm. He knows everything you did, who you ever did it with, and when you did it, and you still get all his love. He's not holding back his love from you. So you got to be convinced of the love of God. There's a love, faith connection, faith-love connection. So to believe God and to trust God, it means to believe the love that he has towards you. Say that. Say, I believe the love that God has towards me. I often say this and I've been meditating. There's certain things and really to order to reign in life, in order to be the best God, God wants you to be and have everything God wants you to. You just got to get settled. You got to get it settled that God loves you. You should not be questioning, based upon the trial you're going through, how much God loves you. The only thing that, 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 that should be, when you go through trial, it should already be settled that God loves you. So because he loves me, he's going to bring me through this. See you're, the, what you go through should make you say, "Well, I don't understand if God loves me." Well, no, 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 no. Ain't you no know, if God loves me. That's settled. He loves me. I was I, we were watching something, some some movie this week. Well, one of those taken movies or, or something. You know, somebody you know one of the one of these one of these real action guys. You know, they they got his daughter, and his daughter she's bold. She said, mom. and even though he got to her, catch it, she have assurance. My, we're my. My daddy's going to kill you. Come come on, right? She got assurance. I I know you got me. He don't know it all. But my daddy, oh, my daddy's going to take you apart limb by limb. Oh, oh, hit me again. My daddy, my daddy. Some kind of way, she got assurance. My daddy's going to get me out of this. My daddy's looking for me. (laughs) My daddy's coming for me. My daddy's going to rescue me. Come on. When you believe the love of God, whatever you go through, oh, my daddy's coming for me. Oh, the devil's in trouble. He shouldn't have messed with me. My daddy loves you. Oh, oh, the more he does, the more angry he's making my daddy. And my daddy going to take it all out on the devil. Oh, devil, you're going to regret if a mess. You don't know who child I am. God and his love are inseparable like a flower to a tree, like words to a melody of love. That was for somebody. Inseparable. His love and his character, God and his love, inseparable. So if you believe God, you got to believe his love. Now I said it, so if you, when the Bible talks about perfect love, Probably better stated, perfected love or mature love. When I am solidified in God's love towards me and I'm solidified without any shadow of doubt or room for error of my love towards God, love is perfected. So I'm not doubting his love and I know he loves me and I know I love him. We got a thing going on, me and Mr. God. I don't know where that's coming from. We got a thing going on. We meet every day. Same cafe. We have an encounter. Okay? So, me having this love towards God gives me the assurance I can make it through anything. I can come through anything. He's backing me up. He sees what I'm going through. He'll supply my need. It'll be there when I get there. I can build this building. $15 million is nothing to him. He'll give me favor with somebody somewhere at some time. He'll raise up the right person at the right time and the right place to get me what I need. Because I know he loves me. Perfect love. Watch well, it. So um, I'm jumping ahead. Of myself, but So per- this perfect love casts out fear. It casts out fear. I'm perfecting my love towards him. I know he. I, I know that he loves me. It casts out fear. I'm not worried. I'm never alone. Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I feel no evil. His rod and his staff protect me. Glory to God. I'm in a lion's den, but he's going to deliver me. Huh? This, yeah, it, this furnace is hot, but but it's not. Going burn me. I'm going, I'm going through the water, but it's not going to overtake me because God loves me. Come on, say it with me. Say, God loves me. God loves Come on, put your name in there. If God don't love anybody else, he loves himself some herb. Put your name in there. Come on, let's do it again. Say it. If God don't love anybody else, he loves himself some You got to tell yourself that. In the midst of your trial, In the midst of your lack, in the midst of your bills, in the midst of hell breaking out in your home, in the midst of marriage problems, in the midst of a bad doctor's report, in the midst of a foreclosure, in the midst of a repossession, in the midst of your phone being cut off. If God don't love anybody else, he loves himself some me, and so he got a plan for what he's going to do about this situation, and he will bring. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and it's a matter of how, but he will bring me out. Hallelujah. So if you believe God, you must believe his love. Now look at Deuteronomy 1.26. Moses is reminding the second generation who are now on the brink, getting ready to going to the promised land, why the first, why the foreparent didn't go in. He said, I want to let you know, the reason why y'all had to grow up here in this wilderness until your parents and grandparents died off had nothing to do with God's lack of love towards you. It had nothing to do with God's ability to bring you into the promised land and to fulfill his word. He said, but let me give you some insight into why that first generation that came out of Egypt didn't go in. Deuteronomy 126, notwithstanding, you would not go up. God said, let's go up. Let's take the land you would not go up but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God and you're murmured in your tents. Sometimes it's not what you say to other people. It's what you're saying in your house. It's what you're saying in those private conversations. It's, it, 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 it's not what you're saying formally. It's what you're saying informally. It's a little sidebar conversation. When you're letting your guard down. When you just, huh, watch this. When I'm being real, I'm just being real. Chandler said to me one time. He laughs about it now. Years ago, he came to me with something. He was a very young man. He was, a, he was about around 20 years old. I mean, it was over 10 years ago. And so he came to me and said, Dad, he talked talk about something. And right now, I don't need no scripture. I just need to be real with me. No scripture. Just be real. And, I, and without being, I said, you need to understand, son. Me, the scriptures are real in me. It shapes my thinking. My worldview is shaped by the word. No matter what I'm going through, it's shaped by the word. So it's not like the word says, but this is real life. See, some of y'all ask y'all think, Well, I know what the Bible says, but. Some of y'all go through several. This ain't got nothing to do with the Bible right now. You married people think this ain't got nothing to do with the Bible. I'm, this, this, this is about love. It's about love. This ain't nothing to do with the Bible. It's about love. This, this, this ain't got nothing to do with the Bible. This, got to, this is about money right now. Just have nothing to do with the Bible. Just about business, or or black people. I mean, excuse me. Y'all say business. It's about business, right? It's about business. Ain't got nothing to do with the word. It's about business. Not understanding your business your marriage, your finances, everything is affected by the word. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is in him that we live, that we move, that we have our being. You can't separate your life from God. You can't separate your life from the word. He said, they rebelled against the commandment of the Lord. Deuteronomy 127, you murmured in your tents. What you're saying you know, when you call yourself as being real and said, look at this, because the Lord hated us. Because what? Because the Lord hated us. He brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us to the hand of the Amorite to destroy us. Moses said, the reason why y'all didn't go in, because you didn't comprehend the love of God. The reason why you had to grow up in this wilderness is because your parents thought God hated them. Are y'all seeing this? So, because you thought, God, you let your your situation change your expectation. You didn't understand that God wasn't bringing you to the wilderness. He was bringing you through the wilderness. You didn't understand that this was not the end. This is a means to the end. You, you didn't understand that God got a plan even in the midst of this wilderness glory. You thought that some kind of way, because you have going through this, God doesn't love you. God hates you. No, you don't understand that the God's love isn't going to be demonstrated in a greater way by how he gets me out of this. I told you I should love Batman. When I grew up, I watched Batman. There was a series on every day. Now y'all just know the movie. But it was a series that came on every day. And every other day, Batman got trapped. Every other day, he was he was on the he was on the uh, on 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 freaking Freeze free Man's ice Every other day, he was on the Penguin's conveyor belt headed towards a, a razor. Okay. And and every other day he was he was getting ready to getting ready to drown or something. But uh, cat and Catwoman would have him in some kind of or the Riddler or the Joker having some type of situation. But but I don't care how bad it was, it may have went off that way. But I ran home from school next day because they told us how will Batman get out of Freeze Man's. Cold freezer. Tune in tomorrow. Same bad time. Same bad channel. And I ran home not to see if Batman got out. I ran home to see how he's going to get out.
0: God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. He loves us perfectly and unashamedly. Bishop Herbie Bailey encourages you to believe God's unexplainable, crazy love that He has for you. Order this powerful series today on CD or DVD. You may also get the MP3 download. Just call 1-877-798-LIFE or go online to rightdirection.info. Order Believe the Love. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible Study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.